governing the sale, transport, and consumption of alcohol wildly different in each state, and for that matter, in every country in the land. But now that we've reached the 21st century, there is one thing that's pretty well universal, even in Mississippi, and that is to not have an open container of alcohol in your car while driving. And in fact, police near North Perth, Ontario, Canada, say that even though the unidentified 22-year-old driver in this case, well, he won't be charged with an open container violation because the case of Molson that he had in his back seat was in fact sealed at the factory. He will, though, face charges of child endangerment as dude had put the case of beer in the back, then sat his two-year-old on top and buckled him in, letting the brewskis double as a booster seat. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we laugh, but... yeah. Several years ago, yeah. no one would have really... No, yeah, no one would... You know, and I, re I remember being in Mississippi. That's why I said the word... I included Mississippi. You could go through a drive-thru and they would pour you a draft. <laughs> yeah, there's... It was, I mean, it was a place was called Beer Barn Drive-Thru. Get it in your car. <laughs> and you pulled through the red barn and they asked you what you wanted and there was a variety of taps and they used the white styrofoam cup and here's your beer. Have a nice day. Have, yeah. <laughs> enjoyed her drive yeah you know yeah it's it's really changed yeah well speaking of changing cliff no one can have a uh, yeah no one can have a child anymore unless we have some kind of special uh party to you know share oh, to the world what uh, re the re gender reveal that yes. we're talking about yeah. yes yeah and uh, they had one in australia and it went yeah. horribly wrong oh it did a car was supposed <laughs> to burn its tires and send out smoke and whatever color the smoke was that's what the baby was going to be. Yes. Now, it yeah. started out with blue smoke, and yeah. everybody was happy. Yeah, it's a boy. And then the car caught on fire. Oh, no. The good news here, everybody's yeah. safe. Nobody yeah. got injured and all of that. Yeah. And they've now decided to name the youngster mm -hmm. Bridgestone, which is going to be a weird <laughs> pretty... way to live. Yeah, you're right. Well, Cliff, I read this morning yes. there's a couple that just purchased the farmhouse in mm -hmm. Rhode Island. Okay. That was the inspiration for the horror flick, The Conjuring. Okay. Now, I'd like to know what that conversation between that guy yeah. and his wife was. I mm -hmm. could just picture the man saying, you know, honey, what our marriage needs right now, mm -hmm. some evil spirits. That's what we need in our marriage <laughs> right now. If we could get some evil spirits in yeah. here, mm -hmm. I think you and I have a good shot of making it. Yeah. Why would you do that? Would you buy a house that... Was supposedly haunted. If we if we knew that it was haunted, yes. Like those movies that they make, you right? Know, based on a true story, yes. Would you purchase that house? Well, would I know in advance it's haunted? Yes, probably not. So you believe there is a haunted house? Well, I, yeah. Okay. You know, I'm I'm gonna say um, there are a lot of things that we don't know. You know, we continue to learn new things in the field of science every day, but there are a lot of things that we don't know and a lot of things that we can't study because basically they're not accepted. You know what I'm saying? I understand. So it's theoretically possible that something like that could exist. Uh, just because we can't, you know, put our hands on it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. So I don't I'm just, you know, I think probably if we stumbled into one, we'd manage but if we knew off the bat that there was going to be a problem, we'd probably look for something else. I would think, Cliff, yeah. if I ever became a ghost, I'm not going to come into your house and yeah. rattle the kitchen cabinets no. and stuff like that and yeah. move stuff around. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do stuff to you. 
So you'd be the handsy evil spirit. I would be the handsy <laughs> evil spirit in your home, yes. We'd police all over the world, use specially trained dogs, as everyone knows, to track down and locate suspects who were on the loose. Their heightened sense of smell allows those dogs to locate, lock on, and trace the scent of the man wanted for some crime, and then follow that scent until said criminal is located and taken into custody. Sometimes, though, the dogs really aren't necessary, like, say, in this case, in Clay County, Missouri. Last weekend, police in the community of Liberty, Missouri, searching for a person with a felony warrant. The unidentified suspect wanted for possession of a controlled substance. He'd apparently found quite the good hiding spot. Police knew he was nearby where they were searching, but they could not locate him specifically. And the cops there may have just about been ready to call for a canine backup when their suspect revealed his location by farting so loudly that officers nearby could hear it. <laughs> Police say the man could additionally be charged with breaking wind and entering. Oh. <laughs> Can you imagine going to jail and having to tell the how the cops catch you story on that one? <laughs> You're the joke of every fifth grader from now on, you know that? Is that not true? No, that's absolutely true. And there could be an ad for Bino in there somewhere. Take Bino before, and there'll be no arrest. That's right. Because when the cops are after you, yeah. you get an upset stomach, Cliff. That's exactly waiting right. Waiting around to see if they can catch you or not. It's the anti-police pill is what it is. <laughs> While you were talking about the uh, canine units being called in and all of that on yeah. the previous story. Yeah. Only, I was only to be, you know, not needed because dude farted. Yes. And it was really loud. I was sitting over here yeah. thinking, wouldn't yeah. it be cool if you could experience the same sense of smell that a dog has? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, well, you'd have to crawl around on your hands and knees with your nose to the ground. I understand. <laughs> but if you had that same sense of smell, you I could, thought that yeah. would be kind of cool. Until someone farts. Then it's not so cool because your smeller is intense. And whatever you smell is intensified. Yeah, you see, if I had that sense of dog yeah. smell and I yeah. was in that same situation with the yeah. policeman and right. that happened, right. I'd be doing you the old... <laughs> <laughs> As a matter of fact, you were sitting here and someone farted in the sales department, you could smell it. Uh, here's new music <laughs> from Kenny Chesney. <laughs> this does not sound like a very good idea to me, Cliff. What's that? Ukraine's president... Recently yeah. announced mm -hmm. that Chernobyl, yeah. the site of the world's oh, worst nuclear oh, accident. Oh, they're opening up to tourism. Official tourist Official. attraction. Yes. It's kind of, you've been able to go there kind of serendipitously, kind of on the sly for yes. a good while. But it's official now. Tourist destination. Chernobyl. Yes. <laughs> they're currently trying to decide if the mascot should be called yeah. Mr. No-Skin or Captain Melty Eye. <laughs> yeah. Perhaps you've read this too. Okay. Some hot dog buns have been recalled hmm. due to a piece of hard plastic. No, I missed that. That's the hot dog, people. <laughs> That's the hot dog. I was just calling to see if you're having problems with your transmitter again. I keep getting a lot of interference from another radio station, so I thought maybe there were problems. Well... If there's interference with another radio station, there's only one problem. They're just jealous they don't have Weed and Cliff. Yeah, I bet that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to snuggle up real close to us, that's aren't right. they? That's right. They're trying to steal us away. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. That's uh, the biggest lie of the uh, day. 
If you've ever wondered why an officer on patrol needs to call for backup for a simple traffic stop, then this is the prime example. A police officer in Guthrie, Oklahoma over the weekend pulled over a car for having an expired plate and soon found that driver Stephen Jennings was behind the wheel of a vehicle that had been reported as stolen. Then he found his passenger, Rachel Rivera, was in possession of, gun, uh, of a gun on a former felony conviction, and now the cop has a stolen car, illegal firearm, and two people under arrest. And then the cop found an open container of whiskey. So the tally is now two arrests, a stolen car, illegally possessed handgun, and an open container. And then the cop has to go and ask, Hey, what's in that glass box? Bye, officer, that's our pet rattlesnake. Which, by the way, is not illegal, just dumb. So then the officer on scene declares a probable cause and proceeds to search the vehicle. And the final score of the traffic stop, one illegal gun, two arrests, an open container, a stolen car, a rattlesnake, and one container of radioactive powdered uranium. <laughs> Which is, by the way, not illegal. <laughs> it's not really? No. <laughs> Unless you use it for, you know, nefarious purposes. But to just possess it, no. <laughs> I hope that this couple yeah. Yeah. honestly explains what they were doing with all of that stuff. I, in the it would be interesting to see. Just to hear the yeah. explanation. We'll let you out <laughs> if you just tell us what you're doing with a rattlesnake, uranium... And an open container of booze. Yes. One of those has got to be illegal somewhere, I would think. Somewhere. Well, there's the problem. Right there, Cliff. Right in front of my face. And I really? just now figured it out. You just now figured it out? Yes. Because someone called in earlier saying that uh, they wondered if there was a problem with our signal. Because there was another radio station forcing themselves in. Yes. And then we got like, I don't know, half a dozen text messages about issues where it was going staticky. Yes. And I've just discovered, Cliff, yeah. the gibberish filter has fallen off my microphone uh -oh. and your microphone. Yeah. It's a little bit loose. Yes. Oh, well, see, see? I don't know why we didn't. It, I mean, I it guess was... it's because it's right here in front of our face. We missed it. So once we get the gibberish filter <laughs> back on there in place, yeah. everything should be okay. All right. Well, Nick, let's go over to you for just a second. <laughs> yes. If my understanding is correct, Variety Attractions, basically your job tonight is to make sure... The contract that was signed between the fair and the artist, everybody follows the rules and regulations, and you also need to make sure that both parties feel like they got a good deal out of it. Because that's basically what you're there for tonight. <laughs> uh, in a roundabout way, but there's so much more that goes into it. I mean, uh, from stage to lighting setup to security uh, to tracking weather, which is actually a 0% yeah. chance all day. There is not a single... Even a one percent chance of rain today. Kind of boring for you, isn't it? Uh, yeah, so darn, that's too bad. We, we track lightning, uh, EMA. Yeah, we work with the uh, the local police and sheriff's department, uh, security, uh, backstage meet and greet, uh, stage hands, um, even afterward load in, load out, all that. So you kind of oversee all of that for variety of tracks? That's <laughs> correct. No kidding. Yeah. I just thought you were here to make sure that the contract was okay. <laughs> There's a lot more that goes into it behind the scenes. So you were where yesterday? Uh, I was actually in uh, Lyme, Ohio yesterday. Uh, the week before I was in South Dakota. Uh, the week before that I was in Tennessee. Uh, next week I'll be in New York. Well, you're all over the place. Yeah, Are you we, ever we, home? <laughs> yeah, my wife doesn't think so. <laughs> 
Nick, I guess a good question for you would be, Uh-oh. with variety of questions, with variety of attractions, mm-hmm. what do you find is the hardest thing in order to get artists to come to a certain area? I, I would say routing um, an artist because when they uh, they start pre-planning up to a year before for the following year, uh, logistically making sure that they're not in you know usually a hundred mile radius you know, a month or two before or a month or two after, and then not zigzagging through the country with uh, tour buses and, and the trucks and everything else. Now, is that your responsibility at Variety Attractions, or do their people say, hey, we it, can't do that? It's usually their people. I mean, they, they, look, they got the map, and they start, you know, putting little sticky notes on it and saying, hey, we can't run from Minnesota to Pennsylvania in one night, or uh, we really want to hit this fair, but it's only in that week, and we're over in Georgia. So it's a, it's a logistic nightmare when you think of how many artists uh, and how many different venues. And most of the venues are anywhere between May and September. So you really got to crunch it in. Uh, but it's it's tough. Well, to get somebody like, uh, like tonight's Entertainment Resurrection, is this months in advance that you have to get them? Or is it like <laughs> two many, weeks ago? Many, or? many months. We're, we're talking minimum six months, uh, even for a band like this. Off the air, you were talking about a huge, huge fair that's out in Iowa. Uh, Monticello, Iowa. Yes, and you said they have a like a four-night fair, and there's 2,500 people in this town, but thousands of people come, including Luke Bryan showed up, right? Oh, yeah. You, you name it, anything from Chris Stapleton, Luke Bryant, uh, Jason Aldean, you name them, they've been there. Okay. So uh, my question would be, if I'm Eric Church, how would I even know about this place in iowa do you uh, guys it, contact him and say hey we, we got a place we contact them uh and then they have to make sure that the stage is the requirement size that the lighting everything uh is the size the, the correct for the venue we're not going to put eric church in a venue that only holds two thousand people because we know he'll pull at least ten thousand people if i signed a contract with you if i was a, a singer mm-hmm. and i signed a contract to be at a certain venue like a fair and let's just i'll make up a number ten thousand dollars is what i want okay okay and we sign it with you guys at variety attractions <laughs> and i hit it big like five months six months before the fair and my my money now is like seventy thousand to show up can i get out of that contract no, you have a signed contract you have to be there i have to be there mm-hmm. does that happen very often with you uh, it, it happens once in a while if uh singers do get sick uh, or drink too much the night before, uh, or they have deaths in the family. Uh, we had Eric Church a couple years ago when his his brother passed away, like the week before. Uh, but uh, we're large enough usually that we can fill in uh, because we do a lot of places around, uh, you know, Kentucky, Indiana, Illinois, uh, Ohio, that we can usually have some poll of maybe we can get somebody coming through. But uh, it has happened. I mean, that's when that's why I don't have any hair. Nick, you guys don't just book concerts and like uh, county fairs or something like that. You book concerts when people are just starting out, right? That's correct. We've uh, we've worked with a lot of bands just starting out. Everybody from Luke Combs when he was traveling around in in a van. And so you could get him today if you wanted. Oh, sure can. If you got enough cash, we got enough cash. Is it uh, inappropriate to ask you how much cash it would take to get Luke Combs? If you had to estimate, 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, for next year, if you if you wanted Luke Combs on a on, uh, local fair or anything like that, you're looking at least uh, three quarters of a million. No kidding. Mm-hmm. And he started out at what, fifteen twenty? You think? I started out about ten thousand dollars three years ago. So you got to get them early, don't you? <laughs> got to book them early. So um, how do you guys find a Luke Combs, or do they find you? How does that process? No, we find work? them. Uh, we look at uh, we look at the new artists that are just coming out or just about ready to to hit it. I mean, all it takes is like uh, we were just talking off the air, like uh, Morgan Wallen. It just takes a couple good hits, and uh, then you know more gonna follow. And I mentioned his name now. What, what's he going to be in two years? You just roll the dice. It's just like farming. Is it going to rain or do I plant now? Or it's just rolling the dice. Here so, we go. Nick, do you have anything to do with listening to the new talent? Or do you have a special group of people that we, do that? We, we, we got like three guys and uh, they, they do that mainly. And would you say their success rate is better than 50-50? Wow, I'd say it's probably in the 80 percentile. 80, no 90%. kidding. Mm-hmm. Have they worked for a variety of <laughs> attractions a long time? Uh, twenty plus years. Twenty plus. Could you do it? I couldn't. I couldn't do that. Yet. <laughs> you couldn't no, do that. No, I've only been there about five, six years. I couldn't do that. Oh, they won't let you do it. Uh, no, I'm, I'm not good enough to do that. <laughs> no way. Well, well, you don't sell yourself short now, Nick. You might be better than you think. <laughs> Could you do morning radio? Because we got somebody here who's not good enough. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. so you can do that. <laughs> you wouldn't have to travel as much, Nick. Huh? Pay's probably less, though. You get oh. paid, right? <laughs> you guys are crazy. It's time now for Take It to the Bank. Okay. I had no idea this was going on, Cliff, but it's been going on since 1968 in the U.S. Senate. Okay. They have what they call the candy desk where the senator who sits in a specific seat near the door always has to keep a desk drawer full of candy for the other members to come by and pick up at their leisure. No charge. It's required now, and at this moment, Pat Toomey from Pennsylvania has the candy desk and probably is the most popular person on the floor of the U.S. Senate. So he has to uh, pay for the candy himself. For all the other senators to come and take. And it has to stay full. (laughs) Miley Cyrus in the news, Cliff. She is saying that she will not have children until we fix climate change. (laughs) Miley Cyrus. That's right. Until climate change is fixed, no kids for Miley Cyrus. That's what she's saying. And I think also, Cliff... Yeah, there's got to be something else besides climate change. Possibly. Yeah. To spare that child the humiliation... Yeah. Of meeting Grandpa. <laughs> I don't know that to be a fact. Well, it's possible. Phrases of the day. Start with number three. Someone farted in the sales department. Number two. The humiliation of meeting Grandpa. <laughs> but the number one Morning Roadshow phrase for today, available later as well on our podcast at WeedonCliff.com, is the gibberish filter fell off the microphone. If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.